Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. Oh, we have a lot to discuss. Donald Trump made a bizarre video of himself last night, just kind of freaking out. I want to show this clip in just a little bit. I want to talk about the appellate division in New York rejecting Donald Trump's request for a stay of the New York Attorney General civil fraud judgment. I mean, Donald Trump was begging the appellate division, as Donald Trump would say, begging them like a dog for a break here and saying, can I just post $100 million and not the $464 million? He and thinks everything in life is a reality show. He thinks he's fucking Monty Hall. Let's make a deal. I'm not going to pay you 550 million. I'm going to pay you only a hundred, right? And they're like, uh, yeah, no. He's no. also trying to do the same thing in the E. Gene Carroll case, where he has a judgment against him for 83.3 million dollars for defaming his rape victim. E. Gene Carroll moments ago filed an opposition to Donald Trump's requested stay right there. We'll go over that. Donald Trump did get a break, though, by the United States Supreme yeah. Court, which agreed to hear oral argument on his bogus claim of absolute presidential immunity, and they pushed that out to the week of April 22nd. And we'll talk about what's going on in Congress as Donald Trump has directed the MAGA Republicans to cause chaos at the border, to not fund Ukraine, and try to shut down the government because President Biden's doing a good worksman-like job in office. So we've got a lot to discuss. Cohen, I liked your appearance on uh, on CNN, but you got to save that A-plus material for beatdown. You know, it's funny. Some of, some of our brigaders, they're like, oh, the way, that was my line. I, was, I used that line last night on uh, CNN with Laura Coates. But I'll tell you another line that I used that you're going to appreciate. So he owes this half a million, a uh, half a billion dollars uh, in civil you know judgments and so on and he wants to now file the appeal which of course as we've been talking about here on political beatdown Midas touch network on mea culpa and all of the shows we're talking about the process that donald has to go through if in fact he wants to file the appeal he needs to post either a cash um equivalent that's the 400 and uh, $54 million plus the 9% statutory New York state interest, or he could post a bond, which actually is more because you have to pay uh, as well the bonding company who's going to take the risk. And trust me, with Trump, there's a risk. What makes it funny is I turn around, I said to Laura Coates, you know, he doesn't have the money. This is a guy who has bullshitted the American people, all of the MAGAs out there. He's been bullshitting them on, I'm worth more than $10 billion. You saw on Midas Touch Network, I saw you guys put out a clip with Alina Haba talking about he's worth billions of dollars, that he's cash rich and so on. It has now come to truth that he does not have the cash, that he's not cash rich. And in fact, he's clearly not worth what he claims to have been worth. So he lied on the stand. He lied to the American people. So I said, I mean, who? what's he going to do? How's he going to find this money? Maybe he needs to call J.G. Wentworth because he needs cash now. And all of a sudden, Laura Coach just starts laughing. And I'm like, I'm dead serious. Like, I'd like to see the guy with the horns, you know, come out. And I don't mean the shaman either, right? And have a bunch of people sitting on a bus and Donald Trump get on, need cash now. Call J.G. Wentworth because I don't know. I don't know how he's going to or where he's going to get the money. But, Ben, I want to bring something up on this topic for a second, because something nobody except us have been talking about. What happens if he gets the money from an outside source? And people have been asking me all the time, hey, do you think it's possible that Russia, that Putin would? The answer to that is no, because Putin is on a sanctions list. And most of his oligarch friends are on sanctions list as well. So that money would be confiscated by the United States government and would never make it uh, to, you know, to Trump for use. But what about Mohammed bin Salman? What about somebody else? What, what about somebody who would then have something over 
a potential president of the United States, especially if it's a foreign actor. That's what you and I, Ben, were talking about. And that's what we as brigaders have to keep our eyes open, you know, as to who's going to give him, if anyone, the money. Because the danger to that is it could compromise our national security far greater than anything that the guy has ever done so far. That person will basically own someone who could be the president of the United States. It's very dangerous. Well, that's why there's an emoluments clause in the Constitution, which Donald Trump with impunity violated. That's why there are all these conflicts of interest rules. That's why you're supposed to disclose your tax returns if you're running for the highest office in the land. All things that Donald Trump did not do, all of those entanglements having very serious bad ramifications for our country. And we're also learning that some of the co-founders, the people who pitched Donald Trump the idea to do Truth Social, to do Trump Media, to combine with the SPACs, surprise, surprise, Donald Trump's now trying to screw them, even though he already controls 90% of the company, Trump wants to control even more than 90%. So Trump engaged in this dilution scheme to dilute the shares of the other co-founders so Trump could try to get even more shares, those co-founders, earlier today, or maybe yesterday, but it's still under seal, they filed a lawsuit in Delaware's Chancery Court against Donald Trump, alleging that scheme. So you see what he's doing there. I'm hoping the SEC takes notice. And also, I think that the S4 documentation that Trump and Truth Social previously filed with the SEC is now invalid because that predates the New York Attorney General civil fraud judgment and all of these filings by Donald Trump showing he does not have the money. Therefore, he would be inclined, and you know he'll likely do this, to screw over the shareholders of Trump Media, of Truth Social. They'll be the ones who lose all of the money. And I think that's a major defect in the S4 disclosure. We'll see what happens there. Let me show you this, though, Cohen. This is Alina Haba when she went on that right-wing media tour where she was telling everyone how rich Donald Trump is, how he absolutely has the money. First, I'm going to show this clip, and then I do want to show your clip from CNN after that. But first, let me show this one. Let's play it soft. My Just goodness. a little. My goodness. Um, <laughs> so Judge Engeron says that he wants this $350 million within 30 days. Now, I know that you're planning on appealing this, but you've still got right. to put up the full amount pending that appeal. Does Donald Trump have that kind yeah. of money sitting around? Yes. I mean, he does. Of course, he has money. You know, he's a billionaire. Um, we know that. Um, and this is from Donald Trump's by, by filing. The way, by the way, we, we know that, right, Ben? Everybody. You know that? We I like how have. she talks. I like how Hababa Daba Baba talks for everybody, right? How the hell would she know what's in his bank account? How? Well, here's, here's, here's what she and the other lawyers for Donald Trump filed, though. This is the filing from Trump. Okay, so for all of the MAGA trolls that are here, or if you've got MAGA friends and you're like, what do you mean? Does he, he, of course he has the money. This is from Trump's own motion. Irreparable harm inheres to appellants from any forced sale of properties. In the apps, this is what Trump's saying. In the absence of a stay on the terms here in outline, properties would likely need to be sold to raise capital under exigent circumstances, and there would be no way to recover any property sold following a successful appeal and no means to recover the resulting financial losses from the attorney general. What that means very simply is he doesn't have the cash. Okay, there's another part to this also, by the way. Let me just give, let me, let me give Haba a little sort of advice here, right? Go to a hedge fund and take a, take a loan for the 564 million that he would need to post. Take, take the loan from them, but sign over all of your assets as collateral because you're so sure that you're going to win the appeal what's the difference right he'll never do that because he knows 
He knows that he's not going to win the appeal, and he doesn't want to lose the assets. What he's doing is trying to figure out a way that he could keep the assets, not have to put up the cash, and be able to file the appeal to drag it out because his hope, again, his only hope is that he ends up winning the election so that he could put an end to all of this stuff. I mean, it's so crystal clear. It should be apparent to everyone. Cohen, this was from your appearance last night with Laura Quotes. It is hilarious, so we'll play it here. Even though you didn't save your AIM material for here, you gave it to her. Oh, I saved my AIM material. Trust me, there'll be some AIM material today, too. (laughs) Play the clip. Well, of course he's embarrassed because his entire net worth, the constant reiteration that I'm worth at least $10 billion, maybe even more, obviously goes to his id, his ego, his super ego, and that's now super deflated because it's just not true. They had to acknowledge that they don't have it. You know, it wasn't that long ago that he stood on the stand and he told everybody that he was worth many, many, many billions of dollars and that he has very low debt to um, to ratio, uh, to value ratio, and that he was very, very cash rich. Well, we know that that's just yet another lie that was told by Trump. I mean, who's he going to do? What's he going to call like uh, J.G. Wentworth and say, you know, I need cash now? How was he going to raise more than this half a billion dollars that he owes uh, in order to be able to file an appeal? I like that Freudian psychoanalytic theory right there, the id, the superego. No, I like it. Yeah, I appreciate that. But it happens to be true. I mean, his entire persona is predicated on his net worth. Basically, what has he done? He fucked up daddy's company. That's really the truth, right? I mean, you know, I guarantee you Fred must be rolling upside down right now thinking, boy, how crazy was I to let this idiot take over the company? I mean, you know, just truly amazing. Guy ended up you know, using daddy's money. He built a, you know, he built a business off of his father's assets. And now those assets are going to end up going to the state. Listen, on behalf of the state of New York, I feel very thankful that I could have been a part of this New York attorney general case. First of all, I thanked Tish James at the very beginning of that segment for, for, for thanking me and acknowledging my participation in bringing that case to the courtroom. So I thanked her back, and I want to thank Donald for helping New York fill its coffers with another half a billion dollars. Listen, at least now, I mean, it's a half a billion dollars of money that he stole from the state of New York over a long period of time. But right now, the state, the city could certainly use it for, you know, many worthy um projects that need to be done. So thanks, Donald. Well, Cohen, you talk about the id, the ego, and the superego with CNN. Let's talk about Donald Trump being super cognitively in decline right now and posting these videos of himself. So just to set the stage, these aren't videos that other people took of Donald Trump and posted. This isn't like a clip that Midas Touch searched for and had to find in the archives somewhere. No, yesterday, Donald Trump went in front of a camera with his team and recorded this video of himself. And they have these like weird camera angles as well. And then he and his team looked at this video and they said, yep, we're going to post this. And he does this a lot, but this one particularly kind of stands out here. And and I did a video of it earlier this morning that's on our YouTube channel. It's already got about a million views. And uh, I broke it down into different parts there. But let me just share with you this entire video right here. And again, this is not AI. This is this is Donald Trump recording himself. This is the be- this is what he considers to be him at his best. Play this clip. Radical left Democrats are at it again. They're constantly making up stories about me because their candidate is a mental and physical basket case. There's never been anything like it. He's also the worst president in the history of our country. He went on a very poorly rated show last night, and he talked about Donald Trump and his wife. I don't know the name of my wife. He was referring to the fact that 
at CPAC, where I had a sold-out speech, the biggest audience they've had in years, I think maybe ever, I made the statement that Melania was very popular because when I mentioned her name, the audience went wild. I then looked at the two people, man and wife, Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, and I said, wow, they really like the first lady. So this got taken as the fact that I thought Mercedes was the first lady. It has nothing to do with that. These people are really dishonest. They are absolutely something. They have a horrible candidate who's a horrible president. They make up things constantly. You take a look at when I use Barack Hussein Obama and I interject him into where it's supposed to be Biden, and I do it purposely for comedic reasons and for sarcasm, because a lot of people say that Obama's running the country, not Biden, because he's sleeping all the time. They say, oh, I don't know the name of the president. Or when I imitate this guy getting off a stage, what they do is they say, oh, he had trouble getting off a stage. I have no trouble getting off a stage. Anybody that watches what I do at rallies would say, wow, that's amazing. He can go two hours without a teleprompter, not making even a little mistake. Very few people, maybe almost nobody can do what I do. So here's the story. The disinformation of the Democrats is unbelievable. They do it because they have a horrible candidate. Don't associate me with the mental midget that you portray, because I want to tell you, he should not be leading this country. And hopefully, on November 5th, he's not going to be. We're going to have a big election. We're going to have a big victory. And we're going to make America great again. Thank you. Now, if that doesn't scare the absolute crap out of you, wow. also make you go, what the heck was that? Cohen, I want to get your reaction. I don't even I don't even know where to start. You have to break down, you know, line by line of lie. First of all, Joe Biden's not sleeping all the time. All right. I mean, it's it's almost it's almost funny uh, that, you know, he brings that. Second of all, I believe that there was a poll and that's what he's referring to right now that and that's what's bothering, you know, von Schitt's and pants here. What's bothering him is that he was voted as the worst president in the history of this country. Not Joe Biden. He was. And so projection, 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 right? It is, it's, it's almost comical. I mean, the notion that, you know, the whole thing with Matt Schlapp and his wife Mercedes, you know, everything... He speaks for two hours without making a mistake? Seriously? This ass clown can't go 30 seconds without fucking something up or lying about something or just going off script and making up some sort of nonsensical story like Obama is running the country. Really? I mean, where, does, where do you even get that? Where is this information coming from other than his ass? It's coming from nowhere. You know, there's like an expression for somebody like Donald. I bet that his his ass is jealous of the shit that comes out of his mouth, right? There's no other way to describe it. It is stupidity to the nth degree. Imagine, imagine what we're all thinking right now. How fucking stupid this guy actually is. But we're Americans. We're, we're Americans. Imagine what our adversaries and allies internationally are thinking about the fact that this country has this guy as the potential nominee for one of our two political parties. What the hell are they thinking about us? How fucked up is America that this guy could be at the helm of one of our political parties? Head scratcher. Well, we've been hearing a lot from our allies abroad recently. They've been taking to the news. There were actually 22 speakers of respective parliaments across the country sent a letter to MAGA Mike Johnson to let him know, like, what are you doing? Like, we're we're trying to support democratic institutions here and we need to fund Ukraine. Like, what are what are you doing? Like, you realize 
the stakes here with Vladimir Putin. You've got a lot of allies basically saying now, you know, especially those in, in Europe that, look, we can't rely on the United States of America anymore. And it's because what the Republican Party has done to our country and they're writing America off as an ally, not for both sides, but because of the fact of the Republican Party going full Putin, full MAGA and full Donald Trump. I want to share with you, Cohen, some of these messages I got. I'll show you one in particular in a little bit of this is from a psychiatric nurse, but I've got these messages from a lot of people <laughs> who are looking at these videos of Donald Trump and people who have been around, you know, actual dementia patients, you know, and they say, look, there's a difference between someone being on the older side, like President Biden, though, but who speaks in sentences and who's coherent um, and but but is on the older side and someone who has signs that are consistent with dementia. And if you look at Trump's eyes, the way he looks, the way he's even walking, there's a lot of serious things that are staring us right in the face. I want to discuss that and more, but I want to take our first quick break of the show. Real talk, 52% of men over 40 experience some form of erectile dysfunction between the ages of 40 and 70. But it's always been a taboo topic. Thankfully, Hims is changing that by providing affordable access to ED treatment, and it's all online. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable and discreet sexual health treatments, all from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to clinically proven generic alternatives to Viagra and Cialis, up to 95% cheaper. You hear that? 95% cheaper with options as low as $2 per dose. I mean, the process is simple and it's 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor visits. Answer a series of questions on their site and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. And if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and in discreet packaging. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers. So if ED is getting you down, it's time to change that. So start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash beat. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash beat for your personalized ED treatment options. Hims.com slash beat. Now remember, prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply, so see website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based upon product and subscription plan. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Are your teeth aging you? Popular food and drinks are known to stain teeth. Beverages like coffee, tea, and wine stain them over time. So what can you do to brighten your smile? Well, you should give Smile Actives a try. Smile Actives is safe, effective, easy to use, and will keep you smiling proudly. As you probably already know, I'm a big tea drinker like me. Many people, you may be a coffee drinker, and over time I noticed my teeth lose some of their brightness that I was used to seeing. 97% of Smile Active's users in a clinical trial reported up to six shades wider on average, all within 30 days. Simply add Smile Active's Pro Whitening Gel to your regular toothpaste. It's been formulated with polyclean technology to boost stain removal and deliver active whitening ingredients into the teeth's grooves and crannies to get better whitening. Smile Active's makes teeth whitening gel that can simply be added to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth. So no change in your routine, no extra time, and no more messy strips, trays, or lights. People will start commenting on your whiter, brighter smile in just days. Smile Actives is the whitening boost your favorite toothpaste needs to give you the smile you deserve. Here's what you gotta do. Visit smileactives.com slash beat today to receive a special buy one, get one free offer with auto delivery plus free shipping and handling. That's smileactives.com slash beat, S-M-I-L-E-A-C-T-I-V-E-S dot com slash beat, B-E-A-T, 
Terms and conditions apply. See the site for details. Welcome back. I mean, Cohen, you uh, you definitely got my attention with that first ad. Well, by the way, by the way, you know when things aren't working for you, maybe somebody has to yell and wake you up a little bit. All right, hymns, and then on top of that, for small actives, this is for the magas, right? Or as I like to call you, the maggots that are trying to troll us as we are with your three teeth or four teeth and three brain cells. It works on three or four teeth too. So make sure that you get smile actives, you bunch of maggot assholes. <laughs> <laughs> President Biden posted the following today. He said, Donald, man, check the tape. And this is what was posted by President Biden earlier this morning. Let's play this clip. And he talked about Donald Trump and his wife. I don't know the name of my wife. Wife, our great first lady. She was a great first. People love her. Hey, look at that. Wow. Mercedes, that's pretty good. When I use Barack Hussein Obama and I interject him into where it's supposed to be Biden. They uh, were interviewing him two weeks ago and they said, uh, what would you advise President Obama? And I do it purposely for comedic reasons and for sarcasm. Obama wants to, he doesn't want to talk about it. Well, you mean President Biden. So uh, say, oh, I don't know the name of the president. Or when I imitate this guy getting off a stage, what they do is they say, oh, he had trouble getting off a stage. I have no trouble getting off a stage. Anybody that watches what I do at rallies would say, wow, Oh, that's amazing. He can go two hours without a teleprompter, not making even a little mistake. We are an institute in a powerful death penalty. We will put this on. Like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. Very few people, maybe almost nobody can do what I do. You got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> a really, it's a really I mean, good ad. I mean, so talk about the funny thing is. Trump could sit there for an hour trying to denigrate President Biden, and it just doesn't work. And then Biden comes out with like 10 words, and it's just a knockout punch. I mean, that's like that's like a Mike Tyson shot in his prime. Right here's what I, here, I got a number of messages like this, but here's one that I shared on social media today. Someone said, hi, Ben, I'm a psychiatric nurse in Canada. I am watching the video you posted this morning about Trump completely losing it. I noticed in his videos that his face is not symmetrical anymore when he's talking. His right eye is not focused with the left. Now, I've read articles that he has dementia, but this was obvious to me who has seen geriatric patients after stroke or advanced dementia. He's also talking mostly out of the left side of his face. I can't diagnose him, but this is what hit me the most. Keep doing what you are doing. Thank you very much for that. And also, if you notice when he walks now, he drags his right leg. I can give you a number of examples, but but take a look at this video right here. Let's go. And Michael Cohen, you were around him for a while. Sorry for that, but uh, you were. Um, when you see him today in this physical state versus what you saw him, what's what's your reaction? Yeah, it's not the same Donald Trump. In fact, I've talked about that a lot. Um, it's not the same Donald at all. Number one, it's the worst version of himself imaginable. But from a physical standpoint. I don't know, maybe the diaper is bothering him and he's afraid something will fall out. So he's sort of like, I, I don't know. It's, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, a clinician. I, I can't, you know, make a diet. You, you do promote hymns though. So I'm, I well, think. Well, yes, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> right? I mean, do, I, do I think, do I think that he has some form of dementia? Well, it certainly it does run in his family. Um, I mean, that's not news to anybody. Um, he certainly what would you hear about that. What would you hear when you were around him? Obviously, it was well known that when Fred was around the same age as Trump is now, he had a very bad case, very bad dementia. Um, it has been alleged as well that as a result of that dementia, you know, it, it allowed Trump to take certain adverse actions. It was alleged, you know, ag again, that that sub stuff that, that was happening. What would you hear about Fred when you were in those inner circles? 
So he didn't really like to talk about it because obviously, you know, not only he, but his family, that they are all, uh, you know, they lived for a long time. Uh, the, the, no, the, the knowledge that everybody had about Fred uh, and uh, Mary, his mom, but she was later stage uh, dementia. How it came to pass was there's a colleague of mine that was working at the company whose parents uh, happened to be suffering from dementia and wanted to relocate. And Donald, interestingly enough, and I, you know, look, I am not always 100% shitting on the guy. He actually claimed at that time, and I was in the office when it was going, he, he said, I fully understand. It's a terrible situation. I know it well. And he said to the guy, absolutely, you should move down uh, to Florida uh, and take, you know, take care of them. And obviously, because Trump has assets in Florida, that it wasn't like he was going to be walking away from the business uh, or as a executive at the company. Of course, two weeks later, Donald cut his salary in half, uh, you know, claiming, which I thought was pretty shitty. And so did the guy. But that's neither he nor there. He Hold did. on. So pause right there. So if somebody shows up, an executive at the company, go. you're in this meeting. I've never heard this story before. Tells Trump, um, look, my my parents have or a parent has dementia. Trump says, I know what that's like because Trump's parents have dementia. Which you thought, okay, I mean, I guess you're trying to relate to this executive. Nice, I guess. And then two weeks pass, and then Donald Trump slashes the salary of the executive who just told him that he needed to take care of the parents with dementia. Yeah, when he moved out, he moved out. He moved down to Florida, uh, and he um, then cut his salary in half, saying that it's cheaper to live in Florida than it is to live in New in New York. I mean, it was a shit thing to do, and the guy needed the job, so you know he ended up um, you know staying with the company uh, for you know, quite some time thereafter until he ultimately moved on. But he was compassionate at the time when they were discussing parents, taking care of parents, the topic of dementia and so on. Uh, I mean, cutting the salary was awful. It was a horrible thing for, you know, for him to do. But he was compassionate uh, when it came to the issue of parental dementia. Well, I, I will say this. It seems not compassionate to seemingly pretend to be compassionate in the moment, but then basically direct someone to live in another state for purposes of slashing their salary in half. But, you know, what that speaks to me is that is kind of the two-faced duplicity of Trump. And I get that in that moment. It may yeah, have see, looked see, can I, I want to jump in on that for a sec, because I do truly believe at the moment that he was discussing it with my colleague, that he really did empathize. Hard to imagine me using the word empathy with Trump. But when ultimately it sunk in and the guy moved and the whole bit, well, then the real Donald Trump came out. But at that point in time that he was sitting and telling him the story of, you know, uh, the guy of his parents and um, the dementia needing to help to take care of them and so on. Uh, I do believe that he was able to relate to this scenario. And um, that's why he said to him, absolutely, you should go. Okay. I mean, we, we, we you were there. I, I, I trust you. I wasn't in the room, but um, I, I would, I think we both agree. It was a uh, crappy thing to do to say the least and consistent with Trump's behavior to then slash the salary in half and utilize that as a way to be cheap and not pay the executive when the executive now has increased medical expenses to take care of a parent. But speaking about mm -hmm. increased expenses, increased costs, increased judgments, nice little transition there. Uh -huh. um, e, e. Jean Carroll, moments before we went live, filed her opposition right here to Donald Trump's motion to stay the execution of the $83.3 million judgment pending disposition of the post-trial motions. Some great lines in here as well. 
Um, one of the things that E. Jean Carroll says is basically what Trump's arguments boil down to is nothing more than, quote, trust me. He simply asks the court to, quote, trust me and offers in a case with an $83.3 million judgment against him, the court filing equivalent of a paper napkin signed by the least trustworthy of borrowers. You know, and one of the things that Trump is trying to claim why he doesn't need to post uh, a bond here to satisfy um, appealing uh, the judgment at this point is because E. Jean Carroll argued uh, in terms of punitive damages that, look, Donald Trump says he's worth all of this money. And all E. Jean Carroll did there was play the videos of Donald Trump bragging about his wealth. That's all she needed to do. Press play of Donald Trump outside of the New York Attorney General civil fraud case where Trump claims Mar-a-Lago is worth $1.8 billion. So E. Jean Carroll says, look, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, here's what he claims he's worth, $1.8 billion. That's what he says just Mar-a-Lago alone is, and he claims he's worth billions of dollars. So what Trump is trying to argue to stay the enforcement of the $83.3 million judgment is that E. Jean Carroll has essentially conceded that Trump's good for the money and that E. Jean Carroll wants to stay the enforcement of the judgment. And E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan's like, okay, that's absolutely crazy. And she goes, attempting to sidestep his burden, Donald Trump claims that E. Jean Carroll has, quote, conceded he is good for the money and is now somehow precluded from suggesting otherwise. That argument is as baseless as it is misleading. To support it, Trump tries to point to evidence that Carroll introduced at trial concerning his own wealth, which are videos of Donald Trump bragging about his wealth. And this is a funny line I like here as well, Cohen. More broadly, Trump is certainly not an example of someone who has fostered transparency or trustworthiness when it comes to financial situations. They refer to the civil fraud case, as well as Donald Trump's history of not paying people, including his own lawyers. And so I expect Judge Kaplan to reject Donald Trump's uh, requested stay of enforcement of the judgment here. I think that the judgment can be enforced March 6th or March 7th. Yeah, I think it's either the 6th or the 7th. I don't know uh, because it, it, it was hard to figure out which day it was actually uh, that the verdict was um, was posted, you know. Uh, so I I couldn't figure that. I was going to actually ask you if you know specifically what day, because it's basically just a couple of days from now. Um, the seventh, the latest, we'll say for purposes. Yeah. You know what's what's funny? Some of the brigaders in the comments are talking about. You know, why doesn't she just take Hair Force One? Let me be let me be very clear. Hair Force One is not worth. $83.3 million, all right? It is a 2001 757. Now, yeah, it looks all shiny and paint, and he did do the interior, but you can't, that, that plane is not worth anywhere in the ballpark. You could buy a 757 aircraft, um, maybe not set up the same way on the inside. Still, as a private aircraft, you could buy them for under $14 million. They range in price from the low of 5.8 to 14.5 million for a low air uh, time, uh, you know, used aircraft. It's not worth anywhere near 83.3 million. Now, if he if he wanted to post it and have her say it, yeah, take the plane, take the triplex take Trump Tower, the commercial, and I don't know, maybe Seven Springs too. Maybe Seven Springs as well. And now you have yourself covered. You see, there's another problem here. And I spoke to a friend of mine who's a forensic accountant. And in fact, he didn't really have the answer 100% because he wasn't sure. It really needs to go to um, a, um, a lawyer you know, who uh, practices tax law. So Ben, he ends up selling these assets in order to cover this. It's not part of the bankruptcy or anything like that. When those assets are sold, there is capital gains. And the capital gains tax in New York on these assets 
would be 23%, plus you have 13% state and 8% city tax. He's 40% has to go for taxes on the sale of any asset. So if Eugene ends up taking the asset and the asset gets sold, I'm curious whether or not at that point in time, she would then have to, from the sale price, that they would end up taking that as tax money for the city, state, and um, and Fed. I'm not sure how that would even work, to be honest. This is such a unusual circumstance that there's really no way to sort of put everything into into play until we actually know which way the court goes, which way Donald goes, which way the uh, the assets get sold, and so on. It's so crazy because again, everything with Trump is so murky that you just don't know which way is up and which way is down. Yeah, you know, I think the way it would work is you would have a forced sale. Say it was, you know, a sale of an asset for four hundred million dollars. You would then deduct forty percent taxes right off the top of that, and the mortgage that's due and owing. And then there would be a waterfall where E. Jean Carroll would then get the she'd be in first position on the eighty. Well, 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 it's a good point because there's a mortgage on it too, so there's a bank that's secured. And, right. and and then after the after the bank is secured, then E. Jean Carroll would get that. So if you sold a building for say 400 or 500 million dollars that may only result in e Jean carroll getting say 15 million dollars million when the first secured in position is paid so then e Jean carroll would go to the next asset and say the next one is and you would keep on doing that in in my analysis until the 83.3 million is fully claimed and you would go one by one by one at that point, I think Trump would declare bankruptcy at some point. It's a fraud judgment, though, so it's non-dischargeable. Bankruptcy wouldn't so help would, him in this case. It wouldn't. Except, you know, no. He would probably still try to fi fi well, file a bankruptcy. Well, he can't. No, no, he can't because, again, these are the New York assets, which uh, is what Tish James and the Attorney General and E. Jean Carroll will be going after first. Yeah. Um, you know. Now, E. Jean, of course, might be able to go after other assets outside of the state, but being that it's a New York judgment, she would then have to domesticate the judgment in the uh, in the other states, and that's a little bit more difficult. It's certainly more time-consuming and expensive to try to collect. Plus, I think for her, there's definitely assets here in New York that she can go after. It would be competing with New York State trying to get its $450-plus but nevertheless... Um, he couldn't declare bankruptcy because bankruptcy would then encumber all of his assets, including the ones that are overseas, where he would have to then file uh, his reorganization plan or his Chapter 7 uh, if, he, if he went that far, which I don't think he would. He would then have to list each and every asset, each and every bank account, and each and every, uh, you know, everything. And he'll never do that. So I don't see bankruptcy as an option here. I just think he's trying to delay as much as he can and hope to delay, delay, delay so that he could end up, uh, you know, at least getting to close enough to the election that he would say, leave me alone. Now you're interfering with the election. And then hopefully if he wins, he would end up figuring out how to make his next attorney general put an end to all of this. Yeah, you know, and look, New York, New York taking an important role in holding Donald Trump accountable. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg in that case set for trial March 25th. Donald Trump doesn't have any argument there to try to assert absolute presidential immunity, as bogus as that is to assert. Um, that case is going to trial in March um, you also have, of course, this big win by New York Attorney General Letitia James and E. Jean Carroll, a massive victory as well there. Half a billion dollars in judgments against Donald Trump and a felony. And I take a lot of credit. By the way, I take a lot of credit for it. And the credit was given to me, you know, by Tish James for getting that case started and uh, bringing it to the courthouse. You know, and again, I am I am very proud to have been a part of it. I'm proud of Judge Ngoron's decision, 
which stated that I told the truth and the rest of them were the liars, which is funny. And I wanted to use that as the segue when you first brought up the beginning of this episode where you talked about that they filed um, a motion in limine to prevent me from testifying at this upcoming uh, March 25th case. Technically, the only two cases that are holding Donald Trump accountable outside of the E. Jean Carroll. The only two cases are the cases that are predicated around me as a witness. And for that, I really, I'm, um, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with the fact that Donald Trump should be and will be held accountable. Um, I believe in the March 25th, the Alvin Bragg, the district attorney of New York case, yep. just as he was held accountable in the unsinkable New York Attorney General Tish James case. You know, I remember when I watched your congressional testimony and so many of the beatdown brigaders, you know, remember that. And I think that was the moment before I even knew you. I just knew you based on what was being discussed about you publicly. And let's just say it wasn't the most flattering stuff at that time. But when I saw you there before we ever even met each other, you know, instantly, you know, I, you know, I was like, you know, this is someone I was like Judge Ngoran. I was like, this is someone who's telling the truth, who's been through a lot, who didn't have to go and do this, who could have covered up, but ultimately someone who saw the light and needed to tell everything that happened, um, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And I, I saw that there. And that's what Justice Ngoran said as well. Let's talk about that and more, but let's take our last quick break of the show. Ben Micellis here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. You know, Michael Cohen, great, uh, great ad reads by you earlier with hymns. I thought that was a good ad read right there. Thank you to all of our pro-democracy sponsors as well. The discount codes are in the YouTube descriptions and the podcast. Uh, descriptions. And look, all eyes are on New York right now, the first felony criminal trial against Donald Trump, uh, because let's just face it, 
you know, the Supreme Court, the same one that took away women's reproductive rights, the same Supreme Court that's eliminated the separation in many ways between church and state, the same Supreme Court that has taken away common sense gun restrictions for weapons of war, the same Supreme Court that has gutted the Voting Rights Act is the same Supreme Court that said, you know what? Let's just take three weeks before making a decision on Donald Trump's application for a stay, and and then let's convert it into a petition for certiorari. Let's let's just let's just wait, and then let's set oral argument for April twenty second. Because what's the urgency here? I mean, you just have somebody who once held the office of the presidency claiming that they can order SEAL Team 6 to kill their political uh, adversaries or political opponents and that that would be protected by absolute presidential immunity. You just have someone out there who held the office of the presidency comparing themselves to a, quote, bad priest who what sexually assaults children or compares themselves to a bad rogue cop. That's what Donald Trump does, you know, at these various speeches, whatever you want to call all these traveling fascist circus events. And so the Supreme Court said, look, we're just going to set oral argument on this issue for April 22nd, 2024. We're not even going to look at the application itself for a stay. That's moot. And we'll hold oral argument here. And, and look, the, the level of outrage against this Supreme Court is obviously deserved. But, you know, it's also... We, we, you know, unfortunately, we should never count on the Supreme Court to do anything for our democracy. And that's why you always say, Cohen, you got to get out there and vote. Elections yeah. have consequences. They, and they most certainly do. And anybody that doesn't believe that they have consequences, God forbid, a million times. God forbid a million times that, you know, Donald ends up taking um, power back. This is not a, you know, Ben, you and I. What we try to do is we try to take things that Donald says, the people around him, MAGA Mike Johnson, you know, you have um, the, the the whole group around Trump, and we try to put the the statements all into some sort of a uh, of a timeline and and create a factual timeline so that it makes sense into what he wants to do. And of course, knowing him as long as I did. Um, and knowing his character, his personality, not from a psychotherapist, but from a guy who was with him shoulder to shoulder for over a decade and a half, I can tell you that I know what he wants to do based upon his own words and so on. So don't listen to me. Don't listen to Ben. Don't listen to any of the other you know, podcasters, whether it's on this network, Midas Touch Network or others. Listen to Donald. Listen to what he's saying. When he says that he wants that he will be a dictator on day one, rest assured, that's what he wants to be. When he says he wants to destroy the tripartite system of government, all right, rest assured, he will try to figure out a way how to rewrite the Constitution to do that. And when he says that he wants to be able to use SEAL Team 6 or to imprison or kill his political enemies, guys like General Mark Milley or, you know, or the president of MSNBC or to incarcerate his, you know, his critics or his enemies, you know, having SEAL Team 6 as his, you know, private police force. He means it. He absolutely means it. And that in and of itself means nothing short of the end of our American democracy. Plain and simple. Couldn't agree with you there. I mean, when I, you know, there were so many, I think, legal observers out there who were just simply holding hope that the Supreme Court just did the right thing and followed the law and just allowed the district court, Judge Tanya Chutkin, to proceed with the case, ultimately get the case before a jury. That's our system. And if Donald Trump is convicted, he's convicted. If he's found to be innocent, that's something that we have to respect. But in our system where there are jury criminal trials, this idea of the United States Supreme Court delaying justice, which is justice denied, is something that is so outrageous. But 
This is what the MAGA Republicans wanted. Mitch McConnell, who's going to be leaving uh, the Senate soon, he announced that, who, by the way, gets attacked by MAGA all the time. They call him like a, a Democrat. Um, he's the one who also held up uh, Merrick Garland um, from being a, a justice. We all recall that. And that had a domino effect as well. Trump appointed three Supreme Court justices. It only takes four to grant certiorari. So, right. you know, it's 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 a pretty, you know, so it's three plus one. You put three of the people on there, they scratch your back, quid pro quo right, right. there. And 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 that's, you know, and, and that's where we're at. Ultimately, my view is too, if a jury were to find Donald Trump innocent, I would respect that judgment by the jury. If they convicted him, I would respect that as well. We're law I, and order. I, I, but this idea of the Supreme Court intervening is completely and utterly so, pathetic. I, so, you know, Ben, look, as of course the hour goes by so fast with our brigaders, you know, my number one fan, you know, Cheyenne, wanted me to give the two-finger salute to, um, to Donald, to Von Schitt's and Pants. He can get the two-finger salute every single show. But I do have to say that my feelings for today, as much as I would like to give it to Donald, I do agree with others that the two-finger salute today has to go to the Supreme Court for slowing down the process the way that they did, which was completely unnecessary. And basically what it's done now is it's left the only other possible case of in order to hold Donald accountable, and that's the Manhattan DA, the Alvin Bragg case. So to the Supreme Court, honestly, seriously, there's no fucking reason for it. And I'm not talking about the the you know the progressive, uh, you know, I'm talking about the conservative justices that really didn't even think this thing through. They were doing it just. It's not supposed to be political. That's the reason why they have the appointments for life. So fuck you guys. Honestly, I don't understand what you... It's not as if that this is something that they should even be mudding the water. This is a former president talking about presidential immunity for life, even things that he did outside of the presidential, um, his his time as president of the United States. It's so asinine. I don't understand what they're doing. They're so much better than that. And as a former lawyer, right, but, you know, going to get my license back one of these days. But my point is, I have so much respect for the office of, for the Supreme Court. I have so much respect for the office of the presidency. Donald Trump took that office and he just dug it right through horse shit. Right. And then every other cow shit and then every other pile of shit that exists. And why he did it because he's trying to figure out how to benefit from the office of the presidency once and for all and why they are. They don't have to agree with him. They have their jobs for life. Yep. All right. And they will definitely have it for life. So long as Donald isn't president, because those that didn't vote or in the way that he would have wanted them to when it came to his tax returns and other things, if he becomes president and all power conferred upon him, there will be no Supreme Court. The Supreme Court will be whoever he wants to be there, and it won't be a Supreme Court. It'll just be Trump's judges. So they're actually working against their own self-interest. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I always like to talk about with Trump is that he's not actually a builder, that he's always been a destroyer and a destroyer of companies and a destroyer of institutions. He disgraced the office of the presidency. He's disgraced the United States Supreme Court. I think, fortunately, he is destroying the Republican Party, which has turned full MAGA. He has not fully destroyed our democracy, but he has certainly shattered it in the eyes of other democracies uh, across the world. And that's something that's so important that we recognize and not let him complete what he wants to do, which is destroy our alliances with NATO and destroy our democracy here, to destroy this great American uh, experiment. And so that's why this is this election's different. This isn't really Democrats v. Republicans anymore. It's are you pro-democracy or are you 
MAGA. And that's what we're going to be talking about here on the Midas Touch Network. I want to remind everybody that um, tomorrow morning on Friday morning, we're going to have um, some coverage uh, in Fulton County District Attorney. There'll be live coverage here on the Midas Touch Network of that. We're going to continue to do live court coverage here. Um, we're going to be doing an after show at patreon.com slash political beatdown. So make sure you subscribe to our Patreon only if you can. It helps grow this independent media platform since we're not funded by outside investors and we're not funded um, by any outside uh, entities either. So it's a fun way to just keep on building this together. But no worries at all if you can't. We do a fun after show uh, after this. But one of the best ways to help is just spread the word about the Midas Touch Network. You can sign up for the Midas Touch newsletter, midastouch.com slash newsletter. Lots of people are enjoying getting that daily email from uh, our writers or from me and my brothers and others here at the Midas Touch Network. Sign up for free at midastouch.com slash newsletter. Just tell people about the network. That's very, very helpful. More people can subscribe. More people can see these facts, see the truth, see the data see the court filings. And so we're so grateful for you in this pro-democracy community. Um, have a great weekend. Have a great Friday. Um, let's keep on fighting for our democracy together, okay? We're in this together. Democracy is going to prevail. Thanks for watching and shout out to the Midas Mighty and shout, shout out to the Brigaders.